This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got tons of voicemails and emails. We got a guy looking to go on a long trip and a girl who wants to look as good on the app as she does in person. Check it out, enjoy, share it with friends. Welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side. Sam York Labs, we're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every week, this thing is hitting new, uh, new levels, new places, new spaces, new heights, new bounds, and it's because of you, the listener. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Keep doing that. Um, the podcast we did, uh, our last podcast, you go listen back, is live from Zanies in Chicago. Let me just say to you guys, who, the people that came out, I mean, my God, was I fucking feathered. Feathered AF. I mean, people came out, they brought friends, friends became fans, fans became lovers. It all was amazing. And it's what it was all about. It's, it's kind of like... You know, it's fun seeing, from my perspective, the plan come together. The idea is to put out a show like this that you enjoy, that you have fun with, and it makes you want to come see the live version. And I think we're working out the live version well, even though, apologies, the sound issues we had, but we're working it out. We're getting through it. We're figuring it out because, listen, live comedy is different than me behind a mic. It's, it's weird because sometimes I'll give advice and I'll be like, here comes the laugh. No, they're taking notes. And then I'll be like, I'll say something, get a laugh. And I'll be like, where did that come from? So for me, we're, it's, we're working it out to make it something great. And I'm going to be coming to some cities this summer. It's happening. So we're coming. We'll be in your town. Papa JT, the Wizard of Haas, bringing his bag of laughs with him to all this great nation has to offer. So... Thank you, Chicago people, for coming out. You guys were amazing. The crowds were spectacular. Doing stand-up up there was great. They listened. They laughed. They had fun. There were people in the crowds in St. Charles. St. Charles is like an hour outside of Chicago. It's like going to like Pennsylvania from here. And there were people there. And I'm like, where the fuck did you guys come from? They're not just in the major cities. Anymore. No, they're everywhere. In the college towns. Papa JT has spread his seed all over this country. And it feels so good. You know what it felt like? It's like if, uh, like, like, uh, you know, I was out on the great savanna, okay, and the wind was brushing against those tall plants. And I'm out in the great savanna, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pull down my pants. And you know those big tall weeds that have like the furry thing on the end? It kind of looks like a feather. I'm just amongst those. It's just me out on the savanna, not by a stream. I don't think there's any water. Yeah. And I'm out there. There's a lake nearby. There's a river nearby. And I just pull down my pants and I take my balls and I stick them out from the backside so it kind of looks like a bunny poof. 
and I bend over, and then just that wind comes up and down the seam of my nuts. That's what it feels like. You hear that? A storm's coming. A storm on the horizon. My nuts are out. Just a huge feathering. That's This is what Chicago felt like. Take it in. Sounds nice. Sounds nice, right? That's what it felt like on my nuts. To have you guys out there, hanging. We went to the bars after. The bar people were just fucking great. They were like, who are these people? I was like, these are the J-Train podcast fans. They're here. We here. Papa JT, the king of brunch, the climax czar, wizard of weddings, Sultan the swipes, promo prince, omelet overlord. I was there. And we're coming to more cities, so you got to be on the lookout. Today is an alone episode. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very excited. we got Shelby on the ones and twos. We're going to go straight off the top. We're going to get straight through some emails, but I do want to keep thanking you guys. Fucking amazing. What a time. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Send anything you'd like. Podcast at gmail.com. We take them all. We're going to go right off the top. Does that sound good, Shelby? Sounds good. Here's what I do want to do, though. Because we got a lot of voicemails. They're sending them in. They're coming. So if you want to send a voicemail to the J Train podcast, 646. No, not 646. How did I fuck that up? The voicemail, 347 669 8252. 347 669 8252. Let's let's start. We'll start off with a voicemail, 347 669 8252. Also, if you're listening right now on an app and you like podcasts, download Laughable. I love Laughable. Uh, They're good to us. You should be good to them. Basically, any podcast that I've been a guest on, you could subscribe to me and make sure you get any of that. And I've been getting around a bit lately. Done some podcasts. You should check them out. Go to Laughable. Get the Laughable app. You can even talk it to Siri and it'll pick it up. Also, every Sunday, I'm doing Coffee with J-Train. Shelby, you're helping me out with those. What do you think of those? Um, How would you describe them to the listener? There's like stream of consciousness. Whatever's yeah. like really in your head that Sunday, whatever's going on in your world. I'm taking notes throughout the week now to like prepare for them. But yeah. this week we talked about uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner and the reaction to it. And, you know, reaction I get to things online and the idea of, uh, you know, we got to start. We got to be better consumers, I think. Follow the money. People only do things for incentives. And we have to remember that. Yeah. And a lot of this outline outrage is outrage um, to make money. So remember that when you're making your choices on who to follow and who's going to be honest with you. Papa JT, I'm always going to be out there. So go check out patreon.com slash Jared Freed. It's three bucks a month. Three bucks a month gets you blog posts about every episode we do here. And then also a bonus podcast every Sunday for your Sunday weirds. The voicemail. Let's hear our first voicemail. Papa Jay, my man, my friend and I have a burning question for you. One that can probably only be answered by you because we do not know who else to turn to. Bring it. So our question, and we have asked her parents who are currently with us at this bar at a, it is 6.30 p.m. on a Sunday. Love it. Is it acceptable to unbutton your pants when you eat so much you feel so so full that the only way to feel better is unbuttoning your pants just at the table? 
just a little bit, just there. Interesting. So please let us know because my one friend has done this at the bar that we are currently sitting at mm. as his voicemail is going on. So we need to know, is it socially acceptable that when you eat so much you are full, is it okay if you are button your pants? <laughs> King of Brunch, Papa J, let us know. Love this voicemail. Dynamic duo out. Listen, thank you for the voicemail. I, I think it is perfectly acceptable. Um, the There's a difference. Here's when it, Here's the delineation with the undo a button at the table. Are you in a home or an establishment? Who are you with? Now, if the people at your home are family, I'm cool with it. Undo the button. If you're at a restaurant and you're with family... Cool with it. I think the only time it becomes unacceptable is when you're at the table with people that maybe are one beyond family. It could be a friend. Fr friends count as family in this case. So it's all about who's at the table, not where the table is at. That's my response to that. If someone's at the table that you couldn't feel comfortable unbuttoning in front of, then you've got an issue on your hand. You've opened up a little bag of worms, right? Yeah. It's not about where you are. Because this person's wondering, is it acceptable at the restaurant? Yeah, it's acceptable because you're next to your mom and dad and your best friend. But the minute Joe Blow is at the table, this is why we got to stop bringing third-tier friends to first-tier friend events. Exactly. You need... I get, a, I get mad when people bring... Oh, like I have a friend that every time you get together, he's got to make it... His big reunion, as if he's the star of the fucking movie. You don't do that to people. If you're going to have people get together, you get together with people that can unbutton pants together. That's the only people I want to be around at this age. Pant unbutteners. Yeah, that's who I want to hang out with. Can I unbutton my pants around these people? Because now we have these other people that got to feel like they got to get in all their hangouts at once. Where then it makes it your problem that you have to go around, oh, hey, I'm Jared. What do you do? What do you do? I don't want to do that with my fucking Sunday. I'm off the rails. No! Jared, he's going off the rails! No! This is about, this is about being nice to the people you're inviting out. We, yeah, this is how we should level people. If I'm out on a Sunday, I only want to be around people I'd unbutton my pants around. If there's someone there that would be like, whoa, how could you do it in front of Frank? Well, Frank works in an accounting firm with you, and I don't have to fucking meet people on Sundays. Yeah, go back to accounts receivable. Go back to Merrill Lynch. Yeah. We don't need you fucking here. Intros are for happy hours and weekdays. Unbuttoning pants is the weekend. Your PUs. Your PUs. <laughs> What's a PU? Pant unbuttoner. Pant unbuttoner. Yeah, the PUs. I, that's who you want to hang with. That's what weekends are about, hanging with your PUs. Weekdays are accounts receivable. ARs. That's the thing. I hate that. I hate when you're like, they're like, yeah, come meet at the bar. And then it's like, who the fuck is this dude? Oh, yeah, we uh, played on an intramural team together. And he doesn't know how the group goes, but now you got to introduce yourself to him and explain your whole life when you just came here to chill. It's ruining your evening. You have to give your whole lineage. Ugh. Oh, where are you from? How long have you been living here? Any roommates? I don't give a fuck. Get out of here.
Stop inviting ARs. We only want to hang with PUs. We have another voicemail? Yeah. Let's play another voicemail. I, I enjoy hearing the voices of my children. And listen, 347-669-8252. Put it in your phone as Papa JT. Let's do it. Hey, Papa JT. Feather from out here in La La Land. This guy's got a baritone. Got a quick question for you. So my buddy out here broke up with a girl, and he will not stop talking about it. It's been a little ridiculous. They broke up. Before I even moved out here, they only dated for 10 months. So my question for you is how long are you allowed to, to bitch about it? What's the appropriate amount of time? The rule of thumb I always heard was half the time of the relationship cut in half. So if it's one year, six months would be half of that, and then another half, so three months. So you're allowed to complain about it for three months. But even I think that's a little too long. Well, anyway, I would appreciate your thoughts. I appreciate Peace. this voicemail, um, and I do understand what he's saying. Anybody that complains about something, it's usually about something else. Do you know what I mean? So this guy's bitching about the relationship. Really, he's bitching about the fact that this girl's happier than him, that he hasn't met someone new that's gotten him excited. Um, it, it's not, the, uh, we're all putting up, you know, we're putting up, uh, you know, false flags, so to speak. Um, I don't even know what the fuck that means, but it's a word I'm going to use. We're putting up these, like, the, everything means something it doesn't mean. So, like, going back to the pants unbuttoning thing. This girl's asking when it's appropriate to unbutton your pants. That's not really the question. The question is, who the fuck do I want to hang out with at this bar? People I want to hang out with are people I can unbutton my pants around. When I go into a situation where my buddy brings the this, we do the this is your life episode of a hangout, and then I'm like, ugh, I'm just exhausted. I don't want to hang out with all those people. No, I don't want to meet new fucking people that I have to go on a reunion for his fucking personalized reunion. So for this guy, he, the dude that keeps coming out, oh, woe is me. I'm, the, the breakup's so hard. No, 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 no. He's lonely. He's got no one that's exciting him. Um, so how long, I don't think there's an amount of time. What you do is you have to change the conversation. Anytime someone comes to you and is like, oh, can you believe that X? Can you believe that X? And you're like, wow, that was fucking years ago. Shut, you know, what's wrong? You, this is, it's up to this guy. The next time this guy brings up the X, be like, Hey dude, it's, it's been done. You dated her for 10 months. It's over. What are you mad at? That she's with a new guy. Get over it. You got to hit him with real talk. Do your thing. Dr. Real Talk. Got to put on that lab coat. Because you got to look at him in the face and just go, dude, she's done. She's got a new relationship. OVA. OVA. Move on. Let's go meet some new girls. Maybe you need to get on an app. Maybe you need to, you need to present him with options that aren't him letting him bathe in this sadness. Because honestly, he thinks it's the thing that gets him attention. He thinks talking about the girlfriend's the only interesting thing he has because then it'll get everyone to feel bad for him. Just be like, I don't feel bad for you. You're fucking in your 20s and good looking, the best looking you're ever going to be. Why don't you get on an app? Why don't you meet this chick? Why don't we go to a bar and meet new people? But if you bring this up again, I'm not talking about it. Yeah, unless you're just really good friends with them or they're, you, like, no, you but, knew this person. Like, I don't think people really care about your ex as much as you think. It, well, this is the thing. Yeah. This is, even if you're a really good friend, a really good friend tells him, like, dude, it's fucking over. What are you going to do? Yeah, she's with a new guy, but that new guy has nothing to do with you. 
She just likes that new guy. It's not like she looked at you and goes, oh, thank God I jumped up to this new first-class version of a person. No. She was like, this is a new guy I like. She's not even thinking of you. You're nothing. <laughs> You're dead. You're dead. You're a loser. You got nothing. No, but I think like as the, our jobs as friends is to call people the fuck out. Our job as a friend is to look at your friend. Only your friends can look at you and go, dude, you sound like a fucking loser. And that's this guy's job. I don't think there's an amount of time. You know the amount of time. The amount of time that's appropriate to talk about an ex is the minute everyone starts going, this again? That's when it's over. The minute it's been too much, because that could be a week. You could go through a week with someone. And what happens with these people who are sad saps and broken up with, they're literally... They're just hearing your advice and then not taking it. That happens a lot of times with your friends. They just want you to talk to them. So that can get annoying as a friend. And I'll go, listen, I told you already. It's over. It's the, play- it. it's the playoffs, dude. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Braun Braun. Do we have any more? Yeah. Let's do one more. 347-669-8252. I'm enjoying these. So what up, TD Freed? What up? That's my personal favorite, Feather. Feather I got a fun. quick question for you. Whether it's live, like you meet a girl live at a bar, or <laughs> whether you meet her on a dating app, you, I like, know, hold on, you pause. hang out a couple times. Meeting a girl live. You've met her live! Okay, <laughs> let's move on. She seems into it. I'm into it. You know, I took your advice. She uh, broke a couple dates. I took, you know, she said she was busy. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Cool. Took your, like I said, I took your advice, gave her the benefit of the doubt. Not a big deal, but after a while, I'm tired of it. I'm not dealing with that. Sure. She, she's busy. She can make time for me if she wants. I get it. Well, she's still, after a couple months later, she's still sending me Snapchats, trying to keep me interested from what I could tell. And all these are, you know, personalized snaps. You know, she's putting my name into it. She's sending me stuff, kind of inside jokes from the dates. Mm. I just don't know where to go from this. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and be hung out on a rope like that. I'm not going to be strung along. <laughs> I like that he's gotten at the same time, sad at the end of this. I'm not going to be strung out on a rope like that. What do I do, TD? Let me know. <laughs> I'm not going to be sitting here getting Snapchats of her tits without touching a tit. <laughs> I I think um, with this guy, it sounds like they've had dates. It sounds like there's been cancellations and they haven't hung out, but she still pursues with the Snapchat text fun banter. A great, de- a great offense, a good offense is a great defense, okay? You have to stop answering the snaps. Do not answer the snaps. No, you answer the snaps. Here's what you do. Anytime she sends sexy snaps, you send a thumbs up emoji. Okay? Thumbs up emoji is is like the hand job of emojis. It's a it's something, but it ain't getting you off. Okay? And what you need to do is you need to let her know, see it. Yeah. To Snapchat. Separate Snapchat from text. Now, for you, then you need to say, hey, what's, then I would do this. She's being casual with her messages. You need to be casual with your 
she's being casual on Snapchat. If someone's being that casual on Snapchat, sending sexy things, inside jokes, you need to match that casualness over text in a hangout. So what I would do is you send a thumbs up, you give her the hand job of emojis because that's you saying, cool, simple, cool fucks with people's heads. So just the thumbs up, see it, acknowledge it. That's you being positive because you're like, yeah, thumbs up, nice body, nice, nice flirt. But it's also you not being like, oh, thanks for talking to me. Oh, I love this inside joke. No, cool. And then when you're out on Saturday, you text her, hey, I'm out. Come hang out. That's your play because she's cooled herself. She's casualed herself out. And this can be guy or girl. I'm not saying it's anybody, but they've casualed themselves out of a date. And this is mostly for guys dealing with girls like this because it can happen both ways. But I think what this girl is saying to you is that you keep her, she's interested in you being someone that makes her feel good about getting a response over text or snap. You're her good enough when I'm lonely guy. So what I would do if I were you, be like, hey, you're my good enough, I would return it with, you're my my girl that I'm going to text when I'm lonely too, but it's going to be in person. Hey, I'm out, come meet me here. And then if she says no, then be like, all right, no problem. And then the next time she sends a snap, maybe you're not answering. But give, I think the one more chance, when I say give one more chance, that changes. Okay, someone cancels a date, no problem, totally understand things come up, let me know when you're free next week. Then they remake the date, now you have a date, good. But let me know when you're free next week, they don't remake the date. Now they send you a Snapchat. I, my exchange with her is not going to be the same. My exchange with her is going to be the Snapchat of her looking hot in a bathing suit, or inside joke, thumbs up. Then the text, I'm out tonight. Doesn't meet up. Okay. Now we're waning down the line. Right, Shelby? Definitely. Right? I, I, I think like you have to keep changing based on what the offense provides to you. And I hear what he's saying. He's getting annoyed. They've gone on dates. Why aren't we getting it through the next level? Well, maybe you need to change the game that you're playing. Cool. Thumbs up text. Then you move on. Hey, I'm out. And then maybe it's not hooking up. Maybe it's, hey, I'm out. They meet up. You have a good time. You get drunk and you go, I'm going to go home. This was fun. I'll see you. Let's hang out tomorrow. You just got to be, you have to be less bag in the wind and more plotting. More in control of your own life. Don't play your life based on what other people are giving you. The best offense is a good defense, sir. That's what it is. Isn't that what I said before? What did I say? Something like that. Something like that. You said it better. (laughs) No, I didn't. Let's go to the emails. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. It's grooming season. Hey, Jtrain, devoted listener here seeking your wisdom. As we were right on the cusp of summer, I was wondering you and your guests take on the appropriate amount of body hair. I'm a 23-year-old post-grad that has the blessing curse of having a pretty solid amount of body hair. A pretty solid amount of body hair. I'd like to hear your take on if I should keep it trimmed, shave it off, or let it go free. Thanks. Always appreciate your advice. Well, I'm a hairy guy. I got some hair. Um, This is all personalized. It's all what you want to feel good and look at yourself. Here's what I'm doing. I do a back wax because it grows in patchy, and I do think it looks better for me, and it's a better feel, a more svelte feel. So I'll do a back wax before the summer. And then maybe one before the end. I think two, I'll do two a summer. 
Am I shaving my balls? You betcha. I'm taking the two to my nuts. I like a, like right now, I'm, I'm thick in the weeds right now. What I would say to the listener is, just take that beard trimmer, throw it over it, and go with like a number two. You don't want to go baby dick style. I think that's too much. I've done that where I've gone straight to the skin and I'm like, this looks like an alien life form down there. Also the bumps and stuff. Now in my older age, the best thing for me has always been uh, running a two over it um, and getting it to a length that looks manly, but not uh, braidable. If you can braid it, as a man, I think that's too much. But this is all teach their own. Like I, you know, I know people that wax their chests and do that whole thing. I think that's too much upkeep. Like I, I think like the best way to go is be a man while also caring about how you look. So it's like, but I, you know, my chest hair grows in, it grows in like a phoenix rising from the ashes, from the, from the cleavage part out. Um, I'm a chest hair guy. That's my look. I think it's okay to change your look. I think it's okay to be like, hey, I got a new hair. I mean, look at Shelby. Your hair is growing in. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a week. You got a whole new do. It's like, it's pretty wild. You Are you into it? I like it. Combable. You usually were a short hair guy, but now you're growing into this, you know, different, you know, animal. It's very... Some length to it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I just think that it's okay to change your look, but also it's okay to look at your look and go, ah, this doesn't feel me. Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Dearest of trains, I recently met a girl who turns out to be a porn star. Ooh. Long story, she's unbelievably hot, and I know she's down, but I'm unsure if I want to bang. Due to the nature of her job, I'm sure she's been some, been some gross places. <laughs> Come on. And I don't want to be Eskimo bros with a hundred weird dudes. On the flip side, she's an A-lister, which could be a cool experience. What's the play? Here's what I'll say. Um, any Anything that's been... Anything that's been, you know... Anything that's uh, with the law that someone, like, has been regulated. So if anything, she might be the safest woman you've ever been with just because she is a porn star. Her being a porn star means she's tested more than anyone you've ever been with. That means she's more aware of how her body is. I'm just saying as far as like, if, if his qualm with it is, you know, this bitch be with a lot of dudes. Um, dude, get over yourself. And two, she's more tested than half the chicks you'll meet at a bar. Guy or girl. So, I mean... I the here's the other problem. It's gotta be she I would just worry that my expectations of the sex wouldn't match what the sex was. You know, I'd be like, oh well, she's a porn star, she's gonna do all this crazy stuff. And then she's like, No, I gotta do that at work. I never get to do missionary. And <laughs> now you're stuck like, yeah, you know, like it goes from like the porn star music to like, you know, leave it to beaver. Just like gets real quick. Like she's like, oh baby. You're like watching her videos. You're getting all ramped up. You're like, this is going to be the dream of all dreams. And then she's like, yeah, let's just like cuddle. I'm tired from a day of work. This pussy's tired. I'd do it if I was this dude. Shelby, what do you think? Would you rather? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? And also, with someone who's done porn, I would think that they can separate the <clears throat> the this is just sex from we're developing a personalized relationship. But I would think that it would be difficult too because, you know, it's like, here's what I would compare it to. This might be a bad comparison. I would assume being with a porn star is like being into curvy chicks like myself, where it always feels like you're kind of being lied to or a novelty. Does that make sense? As the girl? As the girl. Oh, I've met tons. I've met a bunch of porn stars just like yeah, this radio, girl might podcast, and they're all a lot of like. I get what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, what I'm saying is, he might think, "Oh, she's a porn star. She'll just want to fuck, and that's it." No, I think it would be the opposite. She'll she's gonna be like, "Oh, you don't respect me as a fucking human. Um, I'm not just gonna have sex with anybody because that's what I do for my job." Depends on the gal. Some are like that. Some are very sexual but i'm saying that's something to be wary about exactly is that like you know you have to wonder like i i think for this guy when you go in don't go in being like so we fucking we're done right no it's not gonna be like that because i if i were i'd be insulted too plus like now with social media don't porn stars just have to be quote unquote sexy like 24 7 always in that mindset so oh because people are messaging them and all that shit just with their twitter and all this like it seems like a nightmare yeah i mean if, it's gotta be exhausting like it's kind of like you know when i go on stage and then a girl's like well let's go out after i don't want to go on stage again i'm yeah. fucking tired yeah. <laughs> you know i could see you know these are all the tries and tribs that i would think are going Better looking in person equals dating app troubles. This is a lady listener. <laughs> Sup, Muju Pork with a side of hoisin. This girl knows her Asian. I discovered you when listening to you on another podcast, immediately subscribed. I turned many people on a J-Train, including my to- co-teacher. Teacher. Needless to say, you're the topic of many a conversation. Thank you. I'll get right to it. I'm not photogenic. Photo area code is a 6-8-N-A. Not applicable because face body personality. My co-teacher, family, and even my ex-boyfriend agree that I am far more attractive in real life than in the photos. Real life, 878. If you're a boob guy, 898. In the summer, if you like an ass. <laughs> this girl sounds cool. This has not been an issue as I was in a relationship for five years. I have now been single for three months, and I feel like this quote-unquote challenge of mine has been confirmed through my experience with the dating apps. Question, how do I be thoughtful about the pictures that I do choose to show, and what can I do to overcome this obstacle in the world of di- digital dating? With feathers... P.S. I've attached photos from my Bumble profile for reference. She's attached six pictures, okay? And they are from her Bumble profile. Here's what I'll say. She's very cute. I could see why she thinks she's cuter, which I'm sure she is, if friends and family have told her this. I'm looking at all of the six pictures. One, two, one. Okay, hold on. Of the six, one is with friends. Two is with friends. Three is with friends, okay? Of the six, in addition to the three with friends, one in glasses, two in glasses, okay? Can't see her whole face. 
And then there's one, two alone shots. One, she's looking down while on a hike. I can't see her. All I can see is that she is somewhat shape. She's somewhat uh, in shape, but I can't see her face. Can't see the whole package. Can't see a thing. And there's one alone shot where her face is kind of faded out. Here's what I'll say to this girl and any girl who is who's wondering how they look on Bumble. What I would do if this is this girl, I would go with some friends out for a day and start snapping off pictures and have the friend, you got her and I got you. She takes some pictures of you candidly. I'll take some pictures of you candidly. And we'll look like idiots for the day, but we'll get some hot ones. And then you bring those to a guy and you say, which one would you fuck? And that's what I would do. Which ones look good? And I'd have the friend do it for you. So you take the pictures you took of the friend, bring them to a guy, and she takes the pictures she took of you, bring them to a guy of your choice, a friend or whatever it is, and be like, which ones are the best ones? Which ones would make you swipe right? If this is, if you think you're not getting your best out of it. And also have them be alone because right now I see one face picture and then I see one of you and a friend and I'm not sure who it is. Then you're, you, you're on a nice night with a friend, the nice night with a friend. Sometimes you dressed up is different than the fun one you alone. I don't know who you are with the friend here. Full face of makeup. That's okay. I'm just saying. The last one with a friend, I don't know which one is which. So that's a fun way to get you. Like, I think you need to remove <clears throat> the liars from your life. And those are some of your best friends. Remove, just like the guy before who was, you know, listening for 10 months about the girl for 10 months. You're lying to your friend. So go out for a day, take a bunch of pictures for that day and night, maybe a brunch. Then you have a change of clothes. You do it that night. Team up. And now that friend shows the picture she took of you to a dude and says, what gets you hard? Tell me. Tell me, young buck. What moves you? What moves you down low? The also, for her, if she's like, oh, I'm better in person, I look better in person, maybe it's time to go out in bars and meet dudes. Be open to those situations. Because that, maybe the apps aren't for you and that's an okay thing. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Our next email is role play all day. Before we get to that, we are sponsored people. Woo, love this sponsor. Uh, listen, Mother's Day is coming up. Okay, here's the thing about Mother's Day that's the toughest is getting it done, getting ahead. Don't be the person that goes the day before. Fuck. Do it now. Do it now. Do it while I'm talking about it. Okay, I and then all of a sudden. Like, you know, moms just want to check you off the list. They want to know that you thought ahead of it. Okay, I love proflowers.com. Proflowers, proflowers, proflowers. Listen, doesn't mom deserve more than one day? When you send her pro flowers for Mother's Day, she's guaranteed to have at least seven days of fresh, beautiful flowers. They're huge. They're fresh. They're awesome. They come ready to be out at the house. That's what moms want. They want to look at the vase, see the flowers. That's what my cubby got me. Not a lot of work. Not a lot of work. We're helping you. Right now, my listeners can send 100 Colorful blooms with a free glass vase starting at just $19.99 plus shipping and handling with my promo code JTRAIN. 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 Wow, that's a fucking deal. 
$19.99 plus shipping and handling. Promo code JTRAIN. Fresh flowers guaranteed delivery, unique vases and accessories that mom will love. Pro Flowers has everything that you need to get your Mother's Day shopping done for all the moms you know. Just choose the delivery date you want, and it's guaranteed. That's a big deal. You want these to get there on the day, and you can trust Pro Flowers. You can get even get your gift delivered on Mother's Day, May 13th. That's May 13th. I just did you two favors during this read. I told you when Mother's Day was because you didn't fucking know. May 13th. And I gave you a promo code, JTRAIN, that gets you a free glass vase, 100 colorful blooms for just $19.99. And do it now. Once you get it done now, you're going to be so happy when it's May 12th and you go, oh, no. You won't have to do that. The only way to get 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase starting at $19.99 is to visit proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone on the upper right corner. Use my code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. That's proflowers.com, code JTRAIN. Go do it now. Get it done. Proflowers.com, just JTRAIN. Proflowers.com, go to the, hit that microphone. Hit uh, Put in JTRAIN, $19.99, free vase, 100 blooms, shipping and handling. Get it in. Role play all day. Jay Tizzle My Nizzle, guest and classic 666. Second time emailer, long time feather. I've been seeing this guy for a few months. Chick email. He's the best. LOL. Yeah, I'm trying to trap him. Anyways, curious your thoughts on role play. I feel like the pod hasn't extensively gone into this subject before. Should it be something discussed beforehand or should I just be spontaneous, costumes or not? I have an idea in mind, but would love to hear your thoughts, stories, and or any other ideas are being different in the bedroom. Side note, I think my man, like most men, appreciate a virgin vibe. This is a fantasy most dudes have. Should I play a virgin vibe or should I just straight ask him what he's into? Who Shelby's shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head? The virgin thing I'd never get. Never thought about it. At all. Not into it. I'm with you. My, I think guys my. like a tramp. Here's what I'll say. Done the role play thing. Fun. Fucking great. So much fun. I think the, uh, the best type I've been in as a guy, and I'll speak from a man's perspective, is that you're expected to be in charge of of the whole sexual thing from minute one to minute two, minute ten, yeah, you're expected to you know to be uh, the the aggressor. You're expected to be, and I've listen. Um, you're expected to like plan out the date. You're expected to you know to tell her when to switch positions during sex. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong or fair. I'm just saying that's what the normal thing I've gotten into has been, and I'm sure I'm a lot like most guys. Shelby, would you agree? Yeah, for the most part. So I'm talking about, so if you get into a situation where this girl's like, what is he into? I think he's going to be into you planning what you want. Plan, taking it and saying, I'm going to switch the dynamic of power. I think that's a hot thing for a guy is to kind of have a night off from that where you're like, here are the things I want to happen and I want to do. Here's how I want to dress up and here's how I want you to be involved in that whole thing. That's hot to a guy is knowing because guys are thinking about sex so much and it's like that's like the 
popular thing, but we never think of how much a woman thinks of sex. So to hear that you're thinking of these things and planning these things and want them to happen, we're like, wow, this is a whole new world. This is something I never thought of. This is getting me into it, knowing how much you've thought about this without me around. Does that make sense? Yeah. All that makes sense. And I think you have a costume idea. You, I think this is you dependent. I think Anytime you bring the guy into the conversation, it puts a lot of pressure on him to not sound like a weirdo or too something or not manly enough. And if you're a woman out there with a guy and you're like, what can I do with this guy? I think you having the idea, just know that 99% of guys are like, whatever you want. That's usually what happens. What, do you, what happens in that conversation is what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Missionary, right? Because no one wants to sound like they're a weirdo and it's a little bit, it's very vulnerable to come out and be like, I kind of like uh, this whole thing. You know, I think it's you taking the, uh, the, the lead, the driver's seat position is so fucking hot. Um, I don't know if virgin vibe is my first go-to, but maybe he said to you, that he's watched virgin porn or whatever, you know, whatever they act that out. If that's what he said to you and you remember that, then yeah, play that fucking out. But I don't think that's like a thing. I think more for guys, it is always shocking and fun to have a girl who's like, this is what will get me off. I'm going to play this role and you fucking get in. Jump in the car. I'm driving, bitch. <laughs> right? Got the gloves on. Got the gloves on. I mean, yeah, I would go for that. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train, feathering your nuts with the softest and whitest of feathers. I'm a college sophomore at a small college in mid Michigan, about two hours from my hometown. Backstory I go to this restaurant next to my campus and usually pick up, uh, do an order pickup. Every time I do, I usually have the same waitress bring my food. After the third time of heavy flirting, I finally gained the balls to get, leave my number. Unfortunately, I did not get a text back. Game over. It sounds like fast forward three weeks. I go to sit down at the restaurant right before I pay. She says hi to me and pays for my meal. I leave my gun number again because fuck it. And this time she did text me. I just uh, turned 20. Well, she just turned 24. We hang out a couple times at my apartment. I come to find out that she had a boyfriend for six years, that she caught cheating and was out of her life for only three weeks. She's an eight, nine, ten, while I'm triple sevens. <laughs> Still don't understand how I got her. We are into the same stuff and got her along really well. We hooked up a couple times, and I think she's starting to have feelings. However, I have three weeks before the end of the semester, and she lives in my college town. She always texts me things like make me feel like she's into me, like I love your face. Don't be making me fall in love with you. While we talk every day and we are pretty close contact. She already has asked me to go on a trip with her family up north. On the last week of July, the worst part is my parents do not approve of her. This is weird. I really don't want to give up what I have, but I also don't want to assume she's into me and blow it if I try to pursue more. Also, what do I do try to have my parents like her? Thank you so much. Sorry for the long email. Hmm. That story to me has a lot of red flags. 24, working at the restaurant. 
you're 20, still in the school. She just got out of a bad relationship. She, you know, I think there's a lot of like, to that story, there's, I mean, I'm with your parents. I don't know about not approve of her, but at the same time, I'm like, why is this chick so into you? She's, he sent a picture. She's very hot. Beautiful girl. Seems normal, no aggressive piercings. or Seems pretty normal. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's what... Um, I think there's like a scary thing. I think as a guy, the scariest uh, type of women are, are women with a lack of drive. And I don't mean this to sound like... I mean, I'm taking a lot away from this email, but she's like... Working in the restaurant at the college town. She's 24. You're 20. Okay, that's not an, you, you know, looking at yourself, like you said, you're a sevens across the board. She's an eight. She's a hot fucking girl. So are you offering her some sort? It sounds like you don't offer a lot to her. Even And, and also, it sounds like, you know, you're a sophomore in college who's 20, dating a girl who doesn't go to the school anymore. And it's like, where's her life going? Where does she see it going? And I'm not saying it's bad to be a waitress at 24. I'm just saying, what makes her go with a college sophomore who has no life experience that is still in college? It's just, and I'm not saying it can't happen, but it seems a little off. Am I wrong? I'm just being honest, the things that go off in my head. Yeah, I mean, just, you could... Maybe they had a connection or something, but just on paper, it seems weird. My, If I was his parent, I would think the same thing. I'd be like, well, what does she want to do with you? She's 24, hot, and a waitress. She could be moved to a different town and be a waitress in any other town, but she stays by the college. It, and she was just cheated on, which I'm sure is a horrible experience, but she's jumping in three weeks later to take you on a trip. It's a little weird. So it seems like there's she's looking for someone to feel safe with. You're a safety net. You're a guy who approached her with a number. She said no because she was still in a relationship. The minute that ended, she was like, I need someone else to make me feel good about myself because I'm feeling pretty down. I would slow this down. I don't know how you make your parents get used to her. I think the way you get your parents to approve her is to slow this down and not feel like you're in a situation where she's just looking for another boyfriend to make her feel better. That would be my thing. You met three weeks ago. She wants to go on a fucking trip with her parents. What? Just I. I just doesn't seem kosher, as the Jews say. What I would do is I would say, hey, I think it's too. I would be honest. I'd be like, it's too soon for me to do anything over the summer. Um, this is. Uh, I'm gonna be going back home. If we could hang out over the summer a couple times, that'd be great. But I would push back. I'd be completely honest. Be like, hey, listen, I think it's too soon for the trip, but I like hanging out with you, and let's keep hanging out. And I wouldn't respond to texts that she has with texts of your own to match her level of emotion over text just because she's doing it. She's saying, don't make me love you. Don't respond with, same here. I would ignore it. I wouldn't give affirmation to those texts. Even though You can still like someone and still pursue someone while not affirming these too loving of a text. Yeah, he just says slow his roll. Slow the roll. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com an alone episode we took the house lights we turned it down red flag or deal breakers Papa JT feather feather I'm not sure classic shelves and your guests are feathering enthusiasts but I'll throw a feather their way too 
Red flag or deal breaker. You ready? Yeah. She, he has only dated people with the same first name as their father, mother, assumed two plus people. It's a red flag because if my name's different, if my name's the same as the last two, deal breaker. Yeah, it's kind of just, you it's also only not like, do that? It seems like. It's also not very like plausible. I can't see that happening. Like, I don't even a crazy person. I'd be like, like if they dated me, if their last two boyfriends looked exactly like me, I'd be like, that's a better, more, that's a more interesting deal breaker. No deal breaker. But names, what the fuck do I care? Yeah, and that's, you'll get over it. He, she makes an ah sound every time they drink water. That's just annoying along with the yawning. Like if every time. Ooh, like you hear, like, yes, I acknowledge you're here, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know you're alive. Yeah, it's even annoying when I do it three when times in a row here. That refreshed? Even if it's like, even if you're just out of the desert, someone yeah, yeah. did that, you're like, you're not, that's not how you really that's not a sound real noise. refreshed. It's a TV noise you're making. It's one thing to drink and go, mm. like it, that noise would make more sense than the, ah, ah. Nah, it's a deal breaker. She, he pronounces the L in salmon and almond. Have bad phonics. Uh, almond makes more sense with the L. Salmon makes no sense. Salmon. Sal Salmon Rushdie. I don't think you're no. talking about him. No, no, no. Salmon. Almonds. Almonds, I can understand the L. Salmon sounds like you're trying to sound like something. You just can't read. Deal breaker for salmon. Red flag for almond. He, she always pops their collar. Not no issue with this at all. Kind of, it's kind of hot on a chick. It's like a come fuck me confidence. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be a cocky bitch. One foot up on the corner store. P.S. Yeah, I like that. P.S. Had a blast at the Chicago podcast. Hope to catch another one down the line. Thank you for coming. Okay, let's do one. We got time for one more voicemail. You got another voicemail? Yeah. Let's do one more voicemail. Then we'll be out of here. Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending stuff in. Um, also, listen, if you're coming to live shows, it's fucking great to meet you and see you. There's so much fun. Where am I going soon before we get to this last voicemail? I'm going to be at the Borgata uh, in Atlantic City, May 20th through 25th. I'm going to be at Wisecrackers Mohegan, June 1st and 2nd. Um, and then I'm going to be, more dates are coming. San Antonio. August 2nd through 5th at the Improv. And we got more coming beyond that. Let's hit the voicemail. AJ Train, going to jump right into it. Not going to waste any time here. Already uh, I got a two-part travel question for you and your guests because I know you guys travel <coughs> around a lot for mm. shows and stuff. So we got a two-week vacation coming up this year. I'm uh, a single guy, going to be traveling alone. First part is, you know, any destination that you think would be a good one to go to uh right now the two thoughts are go to europe and do one of those things where uh you know they, it's like a package deal they do the flight and the hotel mm -hmm. and all the tours and stuff they plan it out for you or kind of plan my own multi-leg trip where go to a bunch of cities that i've been wanting to go to down south like charlotte you know nashville new orleans and just spend a few days at each um, so any, anything you can weigh in on that would be great. And also 
the second part is, you know, what type of, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, to do while I'm down there, uh, you know, to have the best time. So anyways, thanks for listening. It really cut out an it. important part. There's this weird phone. <laughs> That's just like the most. Thing. And where do I find? <laughs> and the cure and the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the punk, the combination. And the here's safe. how you cure can't. And that's the recipe. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> sounded like he was like, what to do when I'm down there. Yeah. It sounded like, you know, here's what I'll say about this guy's trip. Um, here's the problem with that I've had when I go places that I'll waste my day a lot. Um, these planned out trips are great. They make you do things that you never would have done and you never want to do again. That's what we forget. A lot of these trips we're going on, if you're going to Europe, I would tell them to go to the Europe trip where it's all planned out for me. There's Europe trips. You can take uh, this bus line. I think I have it right here somewhere. But these Europe trips, like the Europe thing, you, there's a lot of shit that you're like, like when I went to China, I was like happy to have gone to China, happy I saw it, don't need to go again. Yeah, you can. I get it. There's a, yeah, you can, since you don't think like the cities in Europe, like are, they think they're super far away because they're other countries, but it's like different states. You can, exactly. Yeah. It's like, so for me, I would say, but especially with these planned out trips, if you're going, first of all, I would encourage you to go with one other person um, because you're looking to hook up. It sounds like this guy's looking to get out of his like, you know, you know, especially these like tours, you can meet people through the tour. And also that alleviates you of being loner rando that I'm going to go meet out. So for this guy, do the plan trip because you would never do half of these things. And like a lot of these towns, what happens is the indecision of decision. I think it was the you if you you can spend your whole time Googling best restaurant in, you know, in fucking France and never end up at the best restaurant in France. Yeah. So a lot of times these tours they might not bring you to the best place, but they know where to, where, they're at least putting you on the road to do something. Half of doing something is not getting out of your own head that you're missing out on the things you're not doing. So these tours take all that decision-making out of your hands. What happens when you go on Netflix? You spend 20 minutes looking at all the Netflix things and then never make a decision. So my advice to you is do the thing that's planned out the most. And it sounds like those European trips, that's a perfect thing to do. And it gets you to places where they'll have time off, they'll have time on, you'll know when you can go party, when you have to be up in the morning. It schedules it out and it ends up getting you more out of, more juice out of the squeeze. I'd go to Europe alone if you could, because you can meet other Americans. And yeah, like and that, that's the thing. The more weird a place you go, the more people are willing to talk to you. So American in Europe, American in Australia, you're going to find other Americans, you're going to find other people going, what are you doing here? You're like... I came to Europe. I wanted to see what it's like. And then Europeans will be like, oh, of course. In America, you go down to like fucking, you know, fucking, you know, some spring break town. Everyone's there with their spring break friends. Yeah, who cares? They don't give a shit about you. He went to Charlotte. So Why are you what? fucking alone in Charlotte? <laughs> What's wrong what you, with you? Here for a conference, you yeah. loser. Europe, that's a more alone trip. I agree with you, Shelby. That is our podcast, J Train Podcast, every Tuesday and Friday. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends. We'll be back next episode. Boom.